Welcome to the ASHP official podcast, your guide to issues related to medication use, public health, and the profession of pharmacy. Hi there, and thank you for joining us for Wellbeing and Resiliency in Pharmacy Practice. This podcast is a forum where you can listen in as members and share successful strategies on wellness and resilience from your personal and professional lives. My name is Lillian AJ, and I'm the project manager for ASHP's Wellbeing Ambassador Program, and I will be your host for today's episode, which is all about joy. Specifically, how Black women choose joy and share practical ways we can continue to find it and have it be a part of our approach to well-being. In preparation for this podcast, our guest, who I have the great pleasure of introducing in a minute, put a call out to our colleagues at ASHP and simply asked what choosing joy looks like to them how they overcome barriers that threaten to disrupt or interfere with choosing joy, and for them to share some of their books and songs that spark joy for them. And in that last piece about books and songs that spark joy, we're giving a little nod to Marie Kondo's approach to utilizing joy in these situations, but without the home organizing. Our guest who came up with this great idea is Aretha Hankinson, Director of Media Relations in the Marketing and Communications Department at ESHP. Thank you so much for joining us, Aretha. It's good to have you. And please, if you don't mind giving us some, um, telling us a little bit about yourself. Hi, I'm really glad to be here. Um, I'm Aretha Hankinson. In May, I celebrated my 27th anniversary at ASHP. I joined the staff at ASHP in 1995. I've always been in the communications area. Um, today, I do, as my title would suggest, media relations as well as work with our advocacy team on engaging our members in political advocacy and political giving. So really happy to be here today to talk about a subject that is near and dear. Thank you so much, Aretha. And we are thrilled, I am thrilled to have you here. If it's okay with you, um, I'd like to jump into some of our questions about how Black women choose joy, how we express it and how we access it. That'd be great. All right. To start us off here, um, why joy? Why the topic of joy? Why is this a topic of conversation? Why why should Black women um, joy be distinct from, you know, the overall universal practice of joy? So I think joy is a broader topic or a broader area than than one might suggest. And I think some the way that people hear that word. And even in some of the responses to the questions we asked our colleagues, joy looked like what some people might translate as self-care. Joy looked like what might some people might say is peace. But essentially, choosing joy is making a decision mm-hmm. about your viewpoint of the world and how you engage with what's happening around you. And we are recording this podcast at a really weird, but unfortunately not unusual, um, nexus of time. So less than 10 days ago, there was a shooting in Buffalo that specifically targeted the Black community. We're recording on the day, the anniversary of the killing of George Floyd. We're recording this podcast as a kind of our ASHP's mark for 
for an observance of Juneteenth. And so there is a, a past a pre, and a present need recollection of what forces come against black women and black people and, and black women um, are often the kind of emotional and spiritual leads in, in homes and families and how we choose to view the world impacts entire communities. Um, when you think about some of the stories you, you've heard about the, the victims of, of Buffalo, there was a, a wife and a mother who cared for her husband in his um, nursing home. There was a, a, a daughter and a niece who came to the grocery store to pick up food for a family celebration. In my community, in, in my village, Black women have been central to how people operate. And so how, you, how we look at the world and our, our choice of joy is life-giving or not for ourselves and those around us. I completely agree. And I'm also sort of unpacking a lot of those sentiments, especially with the current events that we're having to live through. Joy, um, I think I've, I've, if you don't mind, I'd like to add to that a bit and say, so in, in, as far as the question about why we talk about joy, um, in my adult life, it's always felt as though joy is somehow this like empty, frivolous emotion that doesn't really add value to life. It's not serious enough. It doesn't, you know, gather as much gravity as other emotions do. However, it's just because of all of the reasons that you said before, because specifically for Black women, we're sort of the center point where everything from from where everything else sort of like moves we are we, we we everything sort of begins with us ends with us start you know and so so much of what we contribute is important to society to our families to the worlds around us and it almost becomes a it almost becomes a lifeline to to, to have moments where you can just express happiness um, because of all of the of all of the the roles that that black women play, and so it becomes intentional. I find that um, from from some of the snippets of responses that we got, it's a place where we find necessary peace and pleasure. It it acts as a place of, of as a as a as an act of peace and a place of healing. And so I share those sentiments. Healing is such a key word, I think that, you know, you hear the word joy, and like you said, it, it might have a bit of a bad rap, kind of frivolous, but it really is a philosophy and a, um, you know, as the, the question that we asked our colleagues suggests, it is a choice, and it is in the face of whatever else is happening, I think you said this as we've talked about this before, it's resistance. It's pushing back all of the junk. Yes. All of the junk. Exactly. And, um, and deciding to move forward. And that decision, it's not, it's not frivolous. It is 
it is resistance. It is revolutionary. It is affirming and life-giving to um, an individual and to a family and to a community. And it, it is perhaps the most necessary <laughs> and misunderstood tool in a toolbox that a people in a community have. So, and if it's, if it's so necessary, if it's so, if it's so essential, if it's so vital to why we do what we do, why, if, it, if it's all of these things, why do you think at times, at least it's from, from what we gathered from our colleagues and from what Aretha, you and I have discussed, it can at times be really, really hard to find. What are your thoughts about some of the reasons why it can be, it can be difficult to find? There is a fundamental misunderstanding of what it is. If it is seen as, fr if joy and self-care is seen as frivolous rather than building resilience and strength, then it is minimized and devalued. If you think about joy and compare it to putting food on the table, advancing in your career, taking care of loved ones, basic needs, you know, care and watering, care and feeding of, of the people in, and around you, joy and peace seem like nice to haves rather than need to haves. And the fact of the matter is you, you can't do any of those things effectively and efficiently without building those skills and the joy and the resilience and the and the need. And I, I think there, there is the times that we live in feel so fraught. We are living in serious times. We are, we are still, we are, you know, almost two and a half years into a pandemic that has affected millions around the world and has targeted communities of color in this country disproportionately. You know, I have seen, I have seen the, you've seen the rise of gas prices and inflation, and there are life and death situations that we are dealing with. And the idea of joy just seems to fall low on a totem pole, but the fact is the choice of joy means you get up out of bed. <laughs> you, you choose to engage with the world. You decide to engage with the world. It is, it is a fundamental decision. And I keep saying the word decision, but it, it really is, as you've, we've talked about in the past, it's, it is intention, it is a decision, about how you're going to deal with the world and and deal with what what comes at you and it's not it's not all pleasure it's not all bubble baths and pedicures um, sometimes it's sometimes it's budgeting and celery instead of french fries but a lot of times it is spending time with music that you know, engaging with music and, and art um, that you enjoy. It is spending time with family. It is deciding what's important to you. 
and holding on to that, gripping that in the face of forces that will threaten to, to make you just bear down and be honed in on, a, on an area. I think all of us have, or at least I hope for us, that we have careers, um, and I'm thinking particularly of our ASHP members who are, are serving patients and, and have a very high calling. And that high calling will tempt you to believe that that's the only thing that's important. And it's, it is so important, the work that our members do. It is, if we haven't, if we didn't understand the importance pre-pandemic, we certainly understand it now. Absolutely. And they are to be commended and celebrated and valued every day for that. But I think they should also be commended and valued and celebrated for choosing themselves and choosing to operate in a way that enriches and strengthens them to then fulfill that calling. So taking that time out, building in pieces during their, their day, you know, while they're, while they're in their institutions and at their practices, finding ways to, little ways and large ones to choose the things that enrich and support and um, empower them. You know, I'm thinking about the, the tugs, the push and pull of life. And in the, the examples that you provided, you know, that, are, that resonate with our members when having to deal with really difficult circumstances in, in their work, and if given a moment, a choice to choose, let me take a moment to sort of breathe and collect myself after having a difficult meeting with the patient. If having a choice to give themselves a breath or move to the next patient, more than likely, we, um, a lot of our members are going to be choosing are going to make the choice to go to the next patient instead of taking a moment to breathe. And I'm thinking about, you know, in the question that we're going through right now about why it's so difficult. I wonder if the reasons we don't make time to, for these little daily sort of snippets, these daily sort of moments of, of, to feel brief joy, I wonder if it has anything to do with, with guilt. I wonder if a lot of times you know, the needs of our patients and needs of our family, the needs of our friends and everyone else is just so pertinent. It's just so, it's just so in our face more than, you know, oh, I can get to myself, you know, in, in a couple of hours, I can get to myself on the weekend and there will always be something else, right? There will always be a responsibility, especially in our community. There will always be something that will, that will supersede our need to take care of ourselves. And I wonder, honestly, if if it's guilt, if some if another reason why we why why we're constantly sort of finding it difficult, it's this elusive thing. Joy is just this this lovely topic of conversation, but it's so difficult to to sort of hold on to. Has one factor to do with how busy life is, but also do we feel guilty or undeserving of joy? I know in my own life, my own work life, personal life, that I have watched people on the 
the treadmill, the professional treadmill, and they are burning the candle at both ends. They are responding to emails with a, an amount of um, rapidity that I can't even imagine. They are killing it. And meanwhile, I'm taking a emergency call. I'm using my Calm app to to breathe in and breathe out. And, yes, you know, yes, yes. The fourth <laughs> and eighth in the box breathing and the standing in the corner doing a forward, a yoga forward fold to, to clear my head. Mm-hmm. And I feel, I see them moving, 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 moving. And I feel guilty because I am not. And I sometimes feel like maybe, maybe, maybe I just can't keep up because I am not. And that, that's a trick. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> it's, exactly. It, that's a, that is a trick. That is a thing that our our minds do. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it is a untruth that people believe that they right. don't deserve it. They don't deserve the break. That somehow the needing of the break, the needing of the self care, mm-hmm. makes them less capable. Demonstrates the, their lack of. Um, capability. Mm-hmm. It is, it is, they may not hold those beliefs of themselves, but they understand that the people who evaluate them hold those beliefs. Right. And so they are performing mm. to un, a set of unreasonable expectations of their, of their work culture. Mm-hmm. And it, it is not worth it to them. They don't have the, the capacity to be that pioneer or that that advocate for resiliency and, and, and self-care. And it is, um, it can also be a fundamental misunderstanding of the value of it. And so a book that I read by Emily and um, Amelia Nagasaki called Burnout talks about human giver syndrome. And this idea that that plagues women in particular, and I would suggest that it plagues women of color and black women at even higher rates is this idea that we are built and made to give to other people. And that shows up in our personal lives. It shows up in our professional lives. And, and then you think about the instructions. I just, I just flew um, to Atlanta. And so I got this speech coming and going that when in the in the event of a, a situation on the plane the air masks will deploy and that you have to put your own air mask on before you can help the person you're traveling with or someone who needs assistance you cannot be an effective mother sister daughter wife pharmacist colleague without at some point putting your mask on you just you just can't do it and I've seen that play out in my own life in in so many ways I have been the victim of it I have been the I have been the perpetrator Mm. you've got to take care of yourself and you have to know the signs 
and the signals that you're you're sending yourself that your body is showing you your your body and your spirit mm-hmm. are showing you that you have to disengage rather than engage because i think high performing people mm-hmm. and all of us want to think of ourselves as high performers mm-hmm. they only hear a go signal mm-hmm. they only hear the they only hear the starting horn and never the stop whistle and you've got to know at which point what is most appropriate for you. You know, Aretha, there, there were so many gems in, 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 in that response. I kind of want to highlight one of those. It's particularly your comments around only being able to hear the go response. See, but the thing is, you have been able to, you, you've been able to hear the go response, but also the stop response. And that's, and that's really what, what I think what we want to talk about today is really how have you been able, like, how do you, how do you overcome that? How did you get there? Was it by trial by fire? How did you get there? How did you overcome the barrier of not hearing the stop? How do other people hear, how should other folks hear the stops? So for me, um, I ignored the signs. I ignored the signs and um how it happened was that I ended up in the emergency room uh, with an ulcer um, that was bleeding. And um, I, my monitor was so off that I worked an entire day seeing the physical signs from my body that something wasn't right and pushed through the entire day and then went out with friends afterwards. And thankfully those, thankfully those friends, friends were our colleagues at ASHP. And when I said this, you know what, this isn't feeling right. They jumped into action and helped. But so I think, you know, for me, there are a lot of lessons there not the least of which is that caring for ourselves sometimes happens because somebody drags us kicking and screaming. Yeah, mm-hmm. Do it. And so from, from that, and I, I, I would like to say, I wish I could tell you that I was that, that over that not, it wasn't even overnight that, um, the time in the ER and the recovery period cured me of that. But I was on a, I was in, I was in my bed in pajamas, was participated in two conference calls the Monday after. Happened on a Thursday, that Monday. I worked from home, but I worked. But you worked, yeah. And actively participated in, in calls. Mm. And it took, it took a reorganizing of my mind. Mm-hmm. So that's just, you don't just jump into bubble baths. You don't just make an appointment nope. at a spa. You have to re-engineer your thinking. I think this is similar to one of, one of our responses that we got was, um, this woman incorporates joy in my life as a non-negotiable. It's not just bubble baths. <laughs> I think 
I think there has, on top of it being sort of intentional, you have to sort of, you have to fight for it. You have to advocate. It takes a bit, it takes an element of advocating for yourself, mm-hmm. some fighting for yourself, even in those moments, because as you've shared in your, ex- in your example, a whole, a, a visit to the ER was not enough to, for the, for the, for the stop signal for you to be able to hear the stop signal. And so it sounds like, um, there's still some learning that that has to be done and some intentionality, some advocating, some active choosing Mm -hmm. to, to, to do this because it is, it is, it is an, it is very much a verb. I feel as though joy is a verb. It's an action word, just like love is as bell hooks says. (laughs) Um, It is an action word that requires energy, effort, time, dedication, and all of those things like work does. Right. And you decide it every day. Yeah. You make a decision every day. And yeah. I, I'm here to tell you, sometimes I do not choose joy. Mm. Sometimes I choose violence. <laughs> I do. <laughs> I do. And, and, and the and violence, violence is, is going against yourself. <laughs> and, and, and violence, violence can look like, um, it can look like donut holes instead of a kale smoothie. Um, oh, but you bring know, on, bring on the violence, joy. Like <laughs> exactly, who's to say? Right. But you, it is a like I don't. I feel like I'm looking for. I I'm a I'm a communicator, so I should have another word other than choice. Mm-hmm. But I feel like it, it's important to repeat that word because. It is a it is a daily decision. It is opting. Okay, so here I am with the, here I am coming up with the thesaurus. It is opting in. Yes. To to joy. It is it is selecting. You know, when given the when given the option, it's checking the box for mm-hmm. joy. It is it's unwrapping that package. It 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 is it is almost. Well, I think you said it. It's non-negotiable. It's a non-negotiable. If you're, if you'd like to operate in our larger world, if if you want to stay on your own, um, on your own island and not engage with with life, I'm not quite sure how. Uh, as healthcare providers, our members could do that. Mm-hmm. Um, certainly not. You, you can't operate, you know, as colleagues and in community with people right. um, to get to get your job done. So, so none of us here at ASHP have that really have that option. Um, so you so you have to find ways, discover the opportunities available to you to care for yourself to see the possibilities that are in front of you and, and orient yourself toward them. Um, and that, that to me is what choosing joy is. It is really the, the, the taking every other option off the table Period. and, and deciding this is how I'm going to show up and showing up and showing up. You know, I'm, I'm reading through, I'm looking through some of the responses that we got here. 
And it's so interesting how all of this sort of aligns. We, we, you know, the message was sent to quite a few women and I'm seeing responses such as replacing negative thoughts with positive thoughts to get you back on track. Another intentional sort of very, very clear action that has to be done to choose joy. Some folks overcome the barriers by taking a deep breath and analyzing a situation and choosing to choosing a response instead of reacting. Um, some women wrote and said that they take short breaks and go for a quick walk to clear their head. I like this. I particularly took to this one. So one woman said, I also remind myself that if a problem I'm facing right now won't matter in five years, then I shouldn't let it bother me for another five, for more than five minutes. I can decide how I let this barrier affect me, and I don't want to. I don't want to spend too much time on something that isn't serving me. And all of that points to what you've said. Like all of this has to be. It, it's work. It's energy. Mm-hmm. You have to put into it. Doesn't it? Doesn't sort of like float in and out. <laughs> Joy is not. It is it's not this thing that sort of it, it's fleeting and it just floats by you. It's a choice, especially during burnout, in the middle of burnout, in the middle of civil unrest, mass shootings. Well, what what strikes me about particularly that last response is that it's value-driven. Yes. Right, right. You know yourself and you know it's important to you and to have the, you know, one, to have the presence of mind to weigh kind of the future implications of this thing that's happening in front of you. And by the way, your take on its its level of importance can certainly be different than the level of importance that others around you have. Sure thing, yes. But to be centered in your values is the, really the key. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it would probably be the the first thing is, you know, know thyself. Mm-hmm. What is it, what is important to you? Yeah. And like this person has likely ceded the right to be right mm-hmm. because understanding that <laughs> that this thing that I am we're going back and forth that we're debating right now is not gonna have any actually yeah, exactly. in five years. Nope means even though I know that I am right, and a, a phrase that I used um, once with a colleague is, just because you don't agree with me doesn't mean I'm not right about this thing. At all. That's, that's no. nothing to do with what's happening here. I'm agreeing to go with your way of thinking because I don't feel the need to be right in this moment. It's not important to me to be right in this moment. And it's, it's understanding what your values are Mm -hmm. and moving forward. And if you, if it's something that you feel the need to fight for, go for it. So be it. Right. So tell me, I know we have a couple of minutes left, but I want to get into some of the practical ways. Um, We we talked a bit about how, um, 
you know, what, what's behind the reason why um, we're talking about joy, some of the barriers that we have to um, be aware of to overcome it. But I want to get into some of the ways in which, so, what, so, so let's say we've overcome the barriers and we're now making all of the good choices and where our values are in front of us. So tell me, how do we, how do we choose the joy? How do we access it? What are some of the ways? What are some of the things you do in daily practice or you know, the grand things you do to, to access that joy now that you have your values established? So I, so I am someone who likes music and um, who likes good food. Um, I have, uh, over the, the pandemic, developed quite a candle habit. Um, so I have <laughs> nice. any number of candles burning vanilla lavender and all of those all oh, of the scents look my fav- new favorite is pineapple and sage i this. highly recommend it and i like flowers um listeners you can't see this but lillian is viewing the peonies that are that are in season and are, and are blooming beautifully behind behind Aretha. Yeah. What Lillian can't see, but I can because I always keep in my home office, I keep flowers in my sight line. I decided that I would subscribe to a flower of the month club. And so it's it's every other month for me. And every other month I get a floral delivery, cut flowers. That's and awesome. It brings me joy to choose the bouquet that I'm going to get. I um, I write myself a card with an inspirational saying, and then I get joy when the when FedEx sends me the text to say that it's coming. Oh yeah, it is, it is that's like joy. joy. That's joy. Oh yeah. <laughs> and then they show up, and I I cut them and I put them in the vase, and then I enjoy them. Mm-hmm. Um. Mm-hmm. And joy for some people is, is running. Uh, we had one response where our colleague turns on the music. Right. And he dances it out. Right. Um, right. You know, somebody, um, I think this is almost uh, kind of preparatory. Um, is this daily devotions and, mm-hmm. and, and I, there is a lot of that in my life as well. Faith is a, huge and however you practice it right um faith is an important preparatory step exactly uh, and it, it it informs the values it is both external and you know how joy shows up is both external and internal mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and and it might be, be because it's the last thing you read i'm just really stuck on this idea of choosing joy could mean not saying something when you have, when there's something to be said. I'm thinking about, so back, I guess back to on the, still on the, on the matter of our responses here mm-hmm. and faith. Um, I saw a lot of responses about peace and prayer, disconnecting through um, travel, sending, a, sending along inspirational quotes to her department every morning um, to start the day. This is during the time when they were all remote. Um, in small and big ways, there were also responses about seeing, um, getting joy through seeing their children um, use their talents to bless others. Um, one response was about um, 
getting joy from seeing her daughter paint. Um, there were responses about filling, making sure that they fill their own cup before attempting to pour into others, such as, and that looks like having a well-balanced routine in the morning by moving their body and eating breakfast in peace. I saw that emphasis there on that. Um, they're also accessing joy through taking an adventure at a new place. Um, there was, But there was overall a lot about sort of peace and going to faith and making sure to disconnect through, you know, turning off a phone on a Saturday, getting away from social media. Mm-hmm. And, and, it, and I guess we, I, we saw the variety in the responses. So they, they ranged in, in size. So from small ways, like turning off a phone or having, to, you know, sharing an inspirational quote to travel or leaning on the tribe for wisdom. I see this one right now. We're leaning on the tribe for wisdom, advice, guidance, support, and encouragement. So community yeah. can also be a form yeah. of joy. I was gonna I was gonna say the importance of community mm-hmm. uh, is invaluable. And I, I remember that from multiple folks. Um, and at least one person saying that when she felt like she was kind of really going through a tough time that that's when she would invite community around her people that would remind her that whatever it was that was impacting her was small in comparison to the support and the kind of village that she had. So the, the necessary act of reaching out and not isolating herself is, is an important part. Exactly. So I think so I think today Aretha and I we aimed for this podcast to be really a message to to black women um because we know that there is so much road ahead in this journey to humanizing ourselves to having a more fuller experience um for the world to see and the pathway to getting through all of that is making sure that we are intentional <laughs> which we saw here, um, and making sure that we're also consistent about finding the joy. And that's with the starting of sort of, you know, taking a look at your values um, and making sure that that drives your practice. We hope that this podcast is something that you come back to because this life is not a rehearsal. This is real life in real time. And none of this, honestly, is, is going to stop the news, the high census at your health systems, or anything that happens at home. This is just a reminder um, that this is a way that you can take care of you um, and to remind yourself to, as Aretha, you said earlier, to put your mask on first um, and to remember that you deserve all the peace and all the joy. Um, I think that's all that we have for you today. And I want to thank you, Aretha, so much for joining us today to discuss joy on this Juneteenth holiday. Um, if you haven't had the chance, I encourage you to visit wellbeing.ashp.org, where you'll learn more about our partnership with the National Academy of Medicine, resources to promote wellness, and strategies to manage burnout. Please be sure to join us here each month for more on wellness and resilience. I thank you so much, Aretha, for your time today. Thank oh, you, everyone. It's been a pleasure. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for listening to ASHP Official, the voice of pharmacists advancing healthcare. Be sure to visit ashp.org forward slash podcast to discover more great episodes, access show notes, and download the episode transcript. If you loved the episode and want to hear more, be sure to subscribe, rate, or leave a review. Join us next time on ASHP Official.